0: Switched up, they was looking down on me. Now I'm up, wish you would have stuck with me. Now you stuck, somebody else hating every time I look up. Can't keep me down, can't keep me down. What up, though? It's your man Tarka back for another episode of Wild live with Tark, the most unapologetic podcast in the game yeah it's been a while been busy been doing a little things you know what i'm saying but uh i'm back on y'all coming back with uh those weekly episodes man and uh yeah we're gonna get right into it uh i have no guests. it's just me i'm all you get but trust me i'm all you need uh this particular podcast was already on my heart for a while I had already had it planned out. I knew that I was going to do this episode uh, even before I knew I had a podcast, right? So, I had already had it outlined and written out, but uh, it kind of fell to the wayside after things took off and got to going in their their little flow, you know what I'm saying, with the podcast and things, bringing on the guests and, you know, trying to put together some really good episodes for y'all. So, this episode kind of fell to the wayside, but... It recently, you know, due to recent events, it just uh made its way to the forefront, unfortunately. So, the title of this episode is Hip Hop Has to Evolve. Uh, As far as the rap community, as far as rap consumers, we have to evolve. We have to do better, right? So, the number one export in America. Like, what, is, what does... America produce and give to the rest of the world more than anything. It's no particular product, right? It's not cars. It's not phones. It's not televisions. It's not food. The thing that Americans produce and share with the world the most is culture, right? So people all around the world want to dress how we dress, eat the food that we eat, use the gadgets that we use, watch the movies that we watch, and listen to the music that we listen to. Everywhere in the world, they know who Snoop Dogg is. They know who Beyonce is. They know who Jay-Z and Kanye. They know who these artists are, right? I don't care where you go in the planet. You know what I'm saying? They know who these people are. So we have a huge influence, right? Hip-hop has a huge influence, and the producers of hip-hop and also the consumers of hip-hop must do better that's the whole point that I'm trying to stress today right so I'm just trying to understand why the the gangster persona is still prevalent like why is that still a thing why do artists come out and immediately feel like they got to be as tough they got to be the hardest nigga in the world You know what I'm saying? It like, I got to be with the shit. I got to be sliding. I got to be drilling. I got to be doing some dumb shit. I can't let nobody punk me. I can't let nobody play me. And we see the ramifications. We see exactly where it's leading to. You know, artists are dying in the height of their career. You know, as soon as you get a hit record, you're killed. You're murdered. You know what I mean? So what is it about hip hop specifically? Because this don't happen to R&B singers. This doesn't happen to country music artists. You know what I'm saying? This doesn't happen to rock and roll artists. So what is it about hip-hop specifically that has this dark cloud over it? Is it because of its origins and it's a street music so that gets convoluted with, you know, the, the art form and the reality? What is it about hip-hop? Because I can go to a movie, right, And I can watch John Wick kill 77 motherfuckers in an hour and 45 minutes. And I'd be like, damn, that was a good-ass movie. But when I walk out of the theater, I'm not expecting Keanu Reeves to go back to Malibu and start sliding on the ops. That's not an expectation that we have of Keanu Reeves, although we just saw him on the screen kill 77 motherfuckers in an hour and 45 minutes. So why, when I listen to this hour-long CD, am I now expecting this person, MC, whatever, Lil, whatever, to go back to his neighborhood and be about the shit that he just said on this album. He's an artist. This is music, this is entertainment. This is his job, this is what he does to pay the bills. Just like Keanu and you know uh, all of them other motherfuckers, Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know what I'm saying? They're just like all of them motherfuckers was killing people all on, them, on the big screen, they killing people on the album. What is the difference? And I believe that the difference has to be with the consumer. So we as consumers of hip-hop are expecting these artists to really be about what the fuck they're saying on their albums. And that's where we fuck up. That's our issue. That's not their issue. That's our issue. So they're living up to this unrealistic expectation because if if they don't or they feel like if they don't, then y'all ain't going to buy my shit. If y'all don't buy my music... I'm going to feed my family. If y'all don't buy my music, what am I going to do for a living? You know what I'm saying? But if I if I let a nigga punk me, or if I let a nigga play me, or if I ain't out here being a fucking crash dummy for y'all's more entertainment, then y'all ain't going to support me. So I got to be with the shit. I got to be killing and drilling and sliding all of this dumbass shit. And... Like, when is enough enough? That, that's, that's really the question. When is enough enough? So, we know that hip-hop comes from a street place, right? But rappers aren't the only ones that come from the hood. There's a whole lot of niggas in the NFL and NBA that are from the hood. We got gang members in the NBA. There are known gang members in the NFL. So, why can that product be sold that that basketball game can be sold. That football game can be sold without the violence. But rap can't. These these rappers and these athletes come from the same environments. Detroit, Chicago's, Compton's, New York's, Atlanta's, Miami. You know what I'm saying? They come from the same fucked up environments. Akron, Ohio. They come from the same places that the rappers come from. But they're doing their job professionally getting paid millions on top of millions of dollars, and them niggas ain't killing each other on the NBA floor. Them niggas ain't sliding on the NFL field. We've never heard of that happening. So why, what is it about rappers, and what is it about this rap product that cannot be sold without the violence? That's really what I'm trying to understand. So I just believe that as as hip-hop consumers we have to be able to separate the art from the person because I can separate it with Kyrie Irving. I can separate it with Keanu Reeves, but I can't separate it with the King Von. I can't separate it with the Gucci man or, you know, or another rapper. They really got to go do the shit that they said in their music. But I ain't expecting this nigga to do what he did on the screen. That's a flaw in us. That's not them. So they're trying to come out and just live up to our expectation because if not, we won't support them. Oh, that nigga faking, that nigga frauding, man. That nigga ain't really with the shit that he, he rap about. Woo, woo, woo. I ain't buying that nigga shit. I ain't going to that nigga shows. fuck that nigga merch. You know what I'm saying? That nigga saw. What the fuck is wrong with us? When are we going to grow up as consumers? When are we as consumers going to grow up and realize that, hey, this, this nigga is just telling the story. This nigga is just participating in this art form, and he's good at it. That's why he's a fucking rapper. You don't have to go drill and slide and kill and sell a thousand bricks and all that. You a crash dummy if you do that shit when you leave the booth, my nigga. You a motherfucking fool. And it's about time that somebody says it. These niggas not living their raps, and that's perfectly fine. You would be a fucking asshole to rap about some shit Get to to the height, get to you know what I'm saying? Get to the pinnacle of your fucking career and actually do the shit that you fucking rapped about. Niggas ain't coming out on no J. Cole, Kendrick shit, on no Big Sean shit. Niggas is coming out sliding and drilling. So if you make millions and millions of dollars and you throw your motherfucking life away in the height of your career, you the motherfucking fool. But we're even more fools for expecting you to be that fucking stupid. And that's what the fuck is going on. And we know exactly when the culture shift, right? So first, New York had it, right? New York had fucking hip-hop, nigga, from fucking back in the fucking days to, you know, Slick Rick to Jay-Z and Nas to Biggie. Like, New York had it, right? Then L.A. got it when Death Row came about. L.A. and the West Coast had hip-hop for a minute. And... You know, when New York had it, it was gritty. When the West Coast got it, it was gangster, right? Then something kind of crazy happened in hip-hop. Atlanta got a hold to hip-hop, right? So about, shit, 99, 2000, you know what I'm saying? The South got a hold to hip-hop. And once the South got a hold to hip-hop, hip-hop was fun again. And y'all remember all those popping ass songs, all the snap music, the lean with it, rock with it, the Soldier Boys, the the Young Bloods, and all of them. Little John had motherfuckers dancing and shit. Like when them niggas had hip hop, hip hop was fun again. Like you could go to the club and niggas ain't mean mugging and looking crazy. Niggas is actually on the dance floor now. Before that, niggas was not on the dance floor. Niggas was tough looking at each other. You know what I'm saying? While the girls was dancing. Once Atlanta got a hold to hip hop, and the South came, you know what I'm saying. The rest of the South came, heavy. Texas, Miami, all of those other niggas started coming out. The Paul Walls and the Chameleonaires and all of them niggas, they started coming out. And the Plies down in Florida and Rick Ross. So when when when, when they got hip hop, when they got a hold to hip hop, it wasn't as tough. Plies was talking about busted baby, you know what I'm saying. He was singing for the girls, he was singing for the for the chicks, you know what I'm saying. And niggas, and the snap music was popping. So hip-hop was fun again for a long time. And that was the formula. When hip-hop was fun in Atlanta, that was the formula. You had to come out, you had to be about that style. Nelly and country grammar. Nelly didn't come. Nelly came out on fucking diamond. Nelly didn't come out on no gangster shit. You know what I'm saying? Chingy and all of them motherfuckers, you know, Lil Huey's and all of them niggas, them niggas came out dancing and hip-hop was fun. But something happened, right? Something happened in 2011. New York got it. L.A. got it. Atlanta in the South gets it. And they hold it. I'm talking about Atlanta fucking held it down into 2011. And that's when Chief Keef, I Don't Like, came out. March 2011, this fucking song goes viral on YouTube, and now there's a new fucking formula. Interscope gives Chief Keef $3 million. He signs to Interscope. Kanye and Big Sean and them jump on the I Don't Like Remix. They go bananas. He's he's 16 years old, $3 million. Recorded the song in his apartment on house arrest. The album comes out. This is the first time drill music went mainstream. He's not the first Drill rapper. He's just following the Chicago formula. That's how they rapped in Chicago. Chief Keef is just the godfather of Drill because he's the first one to popularize it. He's the first one to take that type of music out of Chicago and give it mainstream to the rest of the world. And that, my friends, became the new fucking formula. After that, hip-hop stopped dancing. We ain't been dancing since. Hip-hop was no longer fun. That shit ain't been fun since. Now, it's gangster shit going on. Because while Atlanta had hip-hop, you still had art, local artists in your city who did not know how to make fun records. We had the fucking Blades and the Street Lords and the Rock Bottoms. You know what I'm saying? the the Doughboys cash out, the Team Eastside here in Detroit. We had a lot of artists, the Vezos, Babyface Ray. Right? We had all of these artists who were stuck because they don't make that Atlanta-style fucking music. They don't make fun, dancey records. You had all a lot a lot of niggas in Brooklyn. We, them, them niggas don't know how to dance. Them niggas don't know no dancing shit. A lot of niggas out in L.A. still. You know what I'm saying? All over the country, you had hardcore artists that don't have a voice in hip hop until Chief Keith and I don't like. That was the motherfucking hip hop cheat code. Oh, nigga. Oh, I can talk about the hood again. I can talk about the streets again. I can talk about swiping and sliding and smoking op pack. That's the first time we heard any of that. Chief Keith was the first nigga smoking ops. A nigga ain't never smoked the op on a record before Chief Keith, ever in life. Look it up. A nigga ain't never slid nowhere before Chief Keith. Look it up. This nigga is the godfather of drill rap. And now every artist that come out, if the nigga ain't really drilling, he want to be, Takashi. If the nigga ain't really with this shit, he portrays to be, Takashi. That's the new cheat code. That's it, right? So Chief Keith comes out and changed the game and everybody follows suit. Hip hop is gangster as fuck, and now motherfuckers is really, you know, the younger generation is really expecting these men, some boys, to be to live what the fuck that they saying in these songs. And I don't know none of them personally. I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying about what they do personally. I'm just saying, as hip hop consumers, we need to be able to separate the man from the fucking art. Too many fucking rappers are dying. King Von was uh my son's favorite fucking rapper. He was like, this nigga's Drake, you know what I'm saying? Or this nigga's Jay-Z. King Von came out, and he was in love with this nigga. Like, yo, Pops, listen to this, man. Him and Dirt got this, and da-da-da. And you know, my son's 16, so he put me up on all the new shit. That's how I know all the new rappers. That's how I know all of these little niggas, because that's what my son listened to. So that's, that's our bonding moment. We bond over music. That nigga send me some shit, I send him some shit. I would be like, man, you see this video? Yeah, Pops, I saw that shit. Look at this. Ooh, he send me songs all day long. That's, our, that's how we bond, right? So boom, King Von comes out. I found out about King Von uh, on Sada Baby's album, right? So he was on uh, Scuba Steve 2, the song Pressing. And, you know, I'm at work one day. I got my headphones on, shit on shuffle. That song comes on. And I hear King Von verse, and I'm like, damn, who the fuck is this little nigga? This little nigga went crazy. So I send the song to my son. And he like, yeah, man, that's King Von. And give me this nigga a whole rundown, all the shit, right? Send me some other songs so I get hip to the nigga. This was probably a year before King Von was murdered, right? So we having this little bonding experience and shit over the shit. So I'm listening. I go back and I listen to all these little songs that my son has sent me. And I'm like, yeah, dog is talented. This little nigga is super motherfucking talented. He got whatever it is, he has it. Right? And to get him out of his situation, just, you know, came out of out of jail and all that shit. Now he rapping, doing good. That's what's up. More power to you, my nigga. Boom. I'm at work. My son texts me. King, got, King Von got shot. I'm like, damn, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? So now... I'm, You know, I'm scrolling social media and shit. He texts me back. He dead. This nigga was distraught, like, fucked up for a minute. I'm like, damn, you know what I'm saying? Like, this little nigga just came out, had his little debut and all of that shit, and over some dumb shit, now you gone. But how fucking many times are we going to tell this same story? Pop Smoke. How many times are we going to tell this story about young men? Because we're not telling the story about NBA players. NBA players aren't dying at this rate. NFL players are not dying. Michael B. Jordan ain't got to worry about no ops. I forget who said it, but someone said the most dangerous job in America for a black man is a rapper. Pooh Shiesty is in jail right now facing life. 42 Doug just got probation. Height of your motherfucking career was just facing prison. Pooh Shiesty facing prison. King Von dead. Young Dolph recently fucking murdered buying cookies. Nipsey Hussle murdered in your fucking store parking lot, in your neighborhood. How many times are we going to tell this story? Tupac, Biggie. When the fuck is enough going to be enough? When is this gangster shit going to be out of style? And when are we going to be able to separate the man from the art form? This isn't what these niggas do. This is these niggas' job. Your job is to make good songs. I don't give a fuck what you are saying on the song. Because I'm not a nigga that want to sit up and listen to Talib Kweli all day. I love Kweli. I love Common. I love Most Def. I love J. Cole. I love Kendrick. I don't want to hear that shit all day. I'm still a nigga from from Detroit, from Joy Road. I want to hear some hood shit. But I don't want you to die because you're making music, my nigga. And I don't expect you to go throw your life away after you record a dope-ass song. So when are we, again asking consumers of hip hop gonna grow the fuck up because since chief Keith laid the cheat code you just got motherfuckers coming out with the formula i got to be as gangster as possible i got to be as tough as possible they not buying nothing other than this so this is what i'm going to get at people right and they give it to us whether that's them or not whether you live in this shit or not they giving it to us but The difference is, we're expecting them all to live it. You're expecting niggas to leave that booth and be about what the fuck they said, and that's our fucking problem. This is why rappers are dying, because they're trying to live up to our fucked up expectations of a bullshit fantasy. That's the motherfucking problem right there. Hip-hop has to evolve. It has to become something greater than what it is or we're going to keep having these young Dolph-ass stories. We're going to keep R.I.P.ing niggas and running their streams up after they die. Because please believe, the motherfucking record labels, even though young Dolph owned all his masters, but the record labels, they love when a motherfucking artist gets locked up or get killed. They know it's about to be early motherfucking Christmas. They about to get all type of bonuses. Because y'all niggas going to run their streams up after they dead nipsey hustle y'all niggas gonna run their streams up dmx y'all know how much money def jam made off of dmx after dmx passed that money ain't go to x that money went to the motherfuckers that owned his masters so we running it up for these motherfuckers 200 million streams in in a week 20 million streams in a day after they dead what the fuck good does it do them then Because they're living up to this false expectation. And I don't know who's more to blame. Is it them or is it us? But I know both of us as producers of hip-hop and consumers of hip-hop have to do the fuck better. Because I'm so sick of young men dying because they chose to be a rapper. That's the craziest shit in the world. It's like if this was any other motherfucking art form, it would be legislation about this shit. Like, yo, nigga, hold the fuck up. We can't keep having this, this, that, and the third, but it ain't nothing but inner city niggas dying and they don't give a fuck because a whole lot of motherfuckers, that's not us, black people, getting rich when these artists go to fucking prison or get killed. They getting motherfucking rich as fuck because these young brothers is coming out, manufacturing this, you know, persona and trying to live up to it because we won't consume their music if not. We ain't consuming your music if you let a nigga snatch your chain. You know how long niggas been snatching chains, blood. We ain't consuming music if you let a nigga punk you and this clip go viral. HBK. We all remember what happened. The Kobo shit. And you ain't heard from that nigga. Since. But like, God damn, nigga, what the fuck? Everybody got to be a gangster. Everybody got to be tough. Everybody got to be thugging and sliding and drilling. Everybody got to be smoking ops when they leave the booth. Why the fuck Keanu Reeves ain't got to smoke no ops? I just think this nigga kill everybody. This nigga been killing motherfuckers since killing motherfuckers. Why the fuck Arnold ain't out here catching no cases? Why Tom Cruise ain't locked up? Because we know how to separate the motherfucking art from the artist. Why can't we do that with ours? That's that's the question. And we have to answer it. Because if not, it's just going to be more and more King Vons, Young Dolphs, Pop Smokes, Nipsey Hussles. How how many fucking many do we have to lose? Before we figure this shit out, something ain't adding up. So does the music have to change or does the consumers of the music have to change? Because we had a guy who knew that he was not about that life from the fucking day he got in the game. But he followed the Chief Keith blueprint to a motherfucking T. Then he aligned himself with some niggas that was really with the activities out here in these streets. He aligned himself with some active niggas. And he blew the fuck up off of it. Became arguably the biggest artist in the world for a very short amount of time. And then shit got real and the feds came. And then he turned state's evidence, Takashi. And told on everybody. Right? We're to blame for that nigga. Because we manufactured this notion that you gotta be with the activities. You can't come out and be a regular you or we ain't fucking with that shit. That shit gotta be gangster. You gotta be sliding. You gotta be doing all the dumbass shit in the world and you gotta leave the booth and really be with that shit. And that nigga was a fucking actor. And he acted like he was with those motherfucking activities until it got hot. And this nigga is out here, you know what I'm saying? So we live in the time of, of manufactured MCs. All you got to do is follow that Chief Keith 2011 blueprint and you're going to blow the fuck up. But what the fuck is wrong with us? Is that all our ears want to hear? You know what I'm saying? Is there no room now for a big shine? Is there no room now for, you know, because, you know, Kendrick and Drake and all. These niggas is old artists now. They damn near got fucking 20 years in the game now. You know, these niggas is 10, 15 years in. It's 2022. These niggas been around. The new artists, look at the new fucking artists. Poo Shiesties, 42 Dugs, you know, just blowing up. He's been rapping for a minute, but 42 Dugs just blowing up. The Poo Shiesties, the big 30s. Look at all the new popping artists. They all following the same motherfucking formula. They with the shit. It ain't so much the Migos mumble shit no more. Now is this, you know, sliding. Nigga, we dropping shit. I got, the, I got the Glock with the Switch. All of that shit, right? And it's cool. I love it. I love Pusha Shiesty. No cap. I love that nigga. Shiesty season two, one of the best fucking albums I've ever heard. I love that shit. But nigga, you don't got to go kill a nigga after I listen to the album. You don't got to leave the motherfucking booth and go drop a nigga and go slide. No, blood. Go back in the booth and make another album, my nigga. The fuck is wrong with you? Tour and get your money. The labels love to see you fall. The culture vultures love to see you fall because that gives them more shit to blog about. The Adam Twenty Twos, the Vlads, you know, the Say Cheese, all of these niggas. If y'all, if if you rappers aren't out here getting into shit, what the fuck do they talk about? Nothing. They have no identity outside of. You and your antics. These niggas are parasites sucking the lifeblood out of you just like these motherfucking record labels once you die or go to jail. But when are we going to figure this shit out? When are the rappers going to figure this shit out? When are the consumers of hip-hop going to figure this shit out? Or how many more do we got to fucking lose? And I swear, like, the Nipsey shit was ridiculous, right? And You know, that affected a lot of motherfuckers. But I, I, could, I cannot stop thinking about this young Dolph shit. A nigga can't go home and buy cookies, bro. And I don't know, you know, motherfuckers would be like, oh, he was moving this or he was doing that and he was into this. I don't, I don't know that, man. I ain't never been to Memphis in my life. I don't know that, man. Don't know nothing about that nigga. All I know is a married man Father of two, giving turkeys back to his fucking community, gave back millions of dollars to his community, got killed trying to buy some motherfucking cookies at the crib. That's all I know. That's all the fuck I need to know. All I know is Nipsey was standing in his motherfucking parking lot of a store that he owned, and a nigga came and killed him. That's all I know. That's all I need to know. Pop Smoke was in his motherfucking crib when armed assailants ran in to take his motherfucking jury and killed the nigga after y'all got the shit. That's all I know. That's all I need to know. When the fuck are we going to wake up? When the fuck are we going to understand that this shit is dumb? This is a stupid-ass game that we're playing, and people are paying the ultimate price for it. And everybody else wins. The labels win. The fucking, the the blogs and the vlogs and the YouTube sensations, they all win. And the culture suffers. Black culture. Fuck hip-hop culture. Black culture suffers because Nipsey was a nigga doing for his neighborhood. Dolph was a nigga doing for his neighborhood. Vaughn was a nigga doing for his neighborhood. So the culture suffers. Because we don't fucking get it. It's some shit going on that we haven't figured out yet. Manufactured beef are, are the way. I know we all remember the, you know, it was just a couple of months ago. Who I smoked? This motherfucking song came out and took the world by storm. The song came out, then the motherfucking video came out, and that's the that's the new cheat code. First, it was Chief Keith, you know, drilling slide. Now it's oh nigga, I got beef with a nigga. I'm saying this nigga name. I'm doing the most disrespectful shit that I can think to do to this motherfucker. I'm saying the most disrespectful things that I can think to say about this motherfucker. That's the culture. That's where the culture stands right now. Who can be the most disrespectful? That's just what it is. We had never heard of Young and Ace or fucking Julio Fulio. Now we know their names. Their household names because of their beef down in Jacksonville. The Who I Smoke came out. This motherfucker runs up on YouTube to, I think, about 34 million views as it stands right now. Probably more now since the last time I checked. This motherfucker comes out dissing all the dead people on this side of the field. And 34 million motherfuckers, you know, and however many iTunes download downloads and Spotify plays. You know what I'm saying? He got a bag off it. So the, the, the opposition, they respond. Boom, his shit run up 18, 20 million views. Now he getting booked for shows and shit and like that. And now they still making money, but still fucking shooting at each other. What the fuck is wrong with us, man? You niggas ain't got nothing else to say. You niggas can't be no more creative. That's it. If you ain't drilling, sliding, or dissing the dead, you ain't got nothing else to rap about. That's where we are as a culture. Is that where the fuck we stand? How many fucking examples do we need before motherfuckers understand that this is not the way to go? People are paying the ultimate price. And I hate to sound like a, a old nigga shitting on young niggas, but really, like, I mean, somebody got to say it. Somebody got to say it. Uh, Million dollars worth of game, right? Uh, y'all go back and look at this interview. Vezo and PZ was just on a million dollars worth of game probably about a week ago. This was the dopest goddamn episode I had ever seen. They said some of the realest shit in this motherfucking episode that I ain't never heard a rapper come out and say. For y'all who don't know, uh, I swear, to Vezo, local Detroit artist, he's really blowing the fuck up right now. PZ, local Detroit artist, who these niggas are no longer local. You know, they're national now and, and international. They're they doing their motherfucking thing. But they was just on Million Dollars Worth of Game. Go look at the episode. And they both said it like, listen, man, somebody got to tell these little niggas, we ain't living like that. I'm not leaving the booth. He say, nigga, I leave the booth. I go to a mansion. I'm rich. This is, this is what the fuck I'm saying on this song, bro. vezala I, I got a wife at home. When I leave a booth, I drop the song, you know, sipping lean and blah, blah, blah. Nigga, I go jump in the motherfucking phantom and I, go, I drive to a mansion, bro. You got to be poor to have that mentality. Oh, nigga, we killing, we sliding, we jumping. You ain't got nothing to lose. Niggas got too much to lose out here. Pooh Shiesty was making $100,000 a show. Now this nigga sitting in jail facing 20 years. You go from making half a million dollars a week. To sitting in the cell? Probably won't come home to you 50? How much sense to, to, to prove you a real nigga? Man, if you don't get the fuck out of here with that stupid ass shit. Prove it to who? You ain't you ain't a real nigga to your kids. You out here doing some dumb shit and you, I swear, Vezo and Peezy is the first motherfucking rappers I ever heard had the boss to say like, bro, I'll leave the booth and go to a mansion. I'm not living like that shit that I put on these songs, dog. Niggas may have done that shit as kids back in the day, but that shit whack now. Now this shit is, this a check, bro. This a bag for me. I can perform this song and go back home to my motherfucking nice-ass, beautiful wife and my motherfucking big-ass crib, bro, off of this song that y'all just heard. I ain't going to kill shit after this shit is over with, nigga. Fuck I look like. Jay-Z would be a motherfucking fool. A fool. Dre, Diddy would be a motherfucking fool to go kill a nigga right now. Throw my life away to what? To prove to a bunch of niggas in the hood that I'm, st- I'm a real nigga? Nah, bro. That's called a crash dummy. And that's what a lot of niggas are being right now. A lot of niggas are being crash dummies. Y'all niggas are being followers. I don't understand how and why this is still a fucking thing. You niggas letting this song gas you the fuck up to go out here and have real life consequences and the nigga on the fucking song telling you, bro, this ain't it. I'm running these YouTube views up. I'm running these streams up. I'm going to say whatever the fuck I got to say. Sound good on this beat. But my nigga, we, we, we practicing businesses over here. We got ownership and stocks and shit over here. We got trunking companies and properties and real estate over here. Fuck is you talking about? Yo, poor ass, the only motherfucker out here. What do I say? You ain't a gangster. You just broke with a gun. It's a lot of broke niggas with a whole lot of guns. Which is why you would see a nigga like Dorf get killed going back home. It wasn't a rich. A rich nigga didn't kill him. A rich nigga didn't kill Nipsey? Rich niggas didn't kill Pop Smoke? Rich niggas don't do that. That's broke nigga behavior. That's what bum-ass niggas do. Mad because you see a star shining, so you got to dim that light. What my nigga Sue Surf say when you can't paint a picture of your own, you put a stain on someone else's. Y'all niggas can't make y'all own picture. Y'all can't make y'all own way out. So you got to stain somebody else's shit. This is where the fuck we've come as a culture. I can't believe I had to make a whole podcast about this shit. I can't believe I had to actually sit here and record and say the shit that I'm saying right now. This is fucking stupid. And it's become so normalized that we use gang vernacular in everyday conversation. Now everybody that we don't like, they are op. Every time we into some dumb shit, we about to slide. That's gang vernacular. Yeah, that that's where that comes from. That's not just, you know, new slang and hips, current slang. Those are gang terms. You know what I'm saying? So we've normalized so much stupid shit. That it's just regular now. So much so that I have to sit, I, like, I could not do another episode until I got this shit out. I don't even know what else to say about this shit. Like, how are we here as a culture? I told you at the beginning, the number one export out of America to the rest of the world is culture. Well, guess what? Now there's drill rap in the UK. Now they're drilling in Kenya. They're sliding in Zimbabwe. Look it up. African drill rap. UK drill rap. And motherfuckers is killing and dying about it. Over there now. So we've exported the dumb shit. I won't lay it all... (laughs) on the shoulders of Chief Keith but he is the godfather of drill. I don't he is arguably the most influential rapper in hip hop history. He's influenced an entire generation, excuse me, pardon me. He's influenced an entire generation. He's impacted the culture so much so that I don't I don't even foresee what the next iteration of rap could be. Because like I said, it was, it was grimy in New York. It was gangsta in the West. It was fun in the South. Now it's drill. What the fuck is coming next? What's coming down the pipeline next? What do those current artists look like? What do they sound like? Because this is where we are as a culture. And this is the only, hip-hop is the only product on the planet that cannot be sold without violence. Encompassing the same motherfuckers, NBA, NFL, same motherfuckers from the same places. This is the only product that cannot be sold without violence. And somebody, somewhere has to do the fuck better. In the words of the late great ancestor Dr. John Henry Clark, don't get mad, get smart and prove me wrong. Peace.